And welcome everybody here to the premiere episode of the Post-It Notes here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am Clifton Grooms. Now this show, it's going to be geared a little bit towards other fall sports outside of football. So that's going to be a blast here. I'm looking forward to um, getting this episode kicked off right. Um, Here's a little bit of a rundown of what we're going to talk about here. On this episode, we're going to talk about the St. Joseph School District Volleyball Jamboree. After that, we have an interview with Bitten Lady Cardinal coach Lauren Doolin. We're going to get into a little bit of the softball jamboree that took place on Tuesday. After that, we got an interview with Central Indian softball coach Kendra Hodgen. We're going to get into uh, mission classifications that were released today. We're going to give you a schedule of everything going on in the St. Joseph City Schools going on this weekend. We're going to give a quick rundown of the football schedule. And at the very end of the show, we're going to have a special guest with us. Tommy Rizach is going to be here. He's going to talk about his um, new show that he's got coming up on KFEQ tonight. It's a new high school football post show that's going to take place on 680 KFEQ. He's going to give a rundown of his story his adjustment to the Northwest Missouri area, and we're going to promote the show. So that's all what we got going on here on the premiere episode of the Post-It Notes. Now, before we get into all that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll get the show started. And welcome, everybody, back to the premiere episode of the Post-It Notes. Let's not waste any more people's time. Let's go ahead. Let's get this started. The the city of St. Joseph held their um, city volleyball jamboree at Missouri Western State University on Tuesday night at the Fieldhouse. Um, It was between um, Central, Lafayette, LeBlanc, and Benton. All four of those volleyball teams squared off. They played um, two matches apiece against each other. So let's go ahead. Let's run down those scores. We're going to start from the first matchup down to the last. And the very first matchup of the evening, Lafayette was able to defeat LeBlanc two sets to none. Both of those games were 15 to 13 scores there. Central in the second game swept Benton two sets to none. Central won the first set 15 to nine. And the second set barely winning 15 to 14. In the next game, Benton and Lafayette tied at one set apiece. Um, 15 to 13 were both scores in the sets. Benton won one, Lafayette won one. And then Central was able to d- defeat Lafayette. They swept them in two sets. Indians won 15 to 8 in the first one, and then 15 to 3 in the second set. Benton and LeBlanc tied one game apiece. The Cardinals were able to take the first set 15 to 9, and then LeBlanc rebounded and took the next game 15 to 5 with, with a 1 1 tie. Now, at the end of the night, the Le- Bishop LeBlanc Golden Eagles prevented Central from getting the Jamboree sweep with a 15 to 12 victory in the first set and then 15 to 7 in the second one. So, here are the standings. In that dis in the jamboree here, Central was able to win two games. They lost one and then tied zero. That makes them the jamboree champions. Um, LeBlanc and Lafayette were one, one, and one. Both of them, um, Lafayette did beat LeBlanc in their game at the jamboree, and then Benton rounded it off with a zero, one, and two record. I did have an opportunity to talk to Lady Cardinal head coach Lauren Doolin this week. She talked about her team's performance of the jamboree. Um, some of her kids that she's got coming back. And we talk a little bit about the East Atchison Volleyball Tournament, which are going to be taking a part of on Saturday. Here's our interview with Lady Cardo coach, Lauren Doolin. And we're back here on the premiere episode of the Post-It Notes. It is a segment on the Cliff Notes podcast. We are pleasured to be joined by our very first volleyball coach in podcast history. She is the head coach of the Bitten Lady Cardinals, Lauren Doolin. Coach, how are you doing? 
Good. I am very excited to be your first volleyball coach. <laughs> Definitely. I'm very excited too. So, um, coach, I know that you, um, attended Benton high school as a student. So, um, Walk us through a little bit of your story, starting from high school all the way to how you got to be the head volleyball coach at Benton. Absolutely. Um, so I graduated from Benton High School in 2013, where um, volleyball varsity for four years. And then I also played basketball under Brett Goodwin for four years. Um, really loved my experience at Benton. Um, taught me a lot. Uh, I think a lot of how I'm able to balance um, my work today and my kind of work ethic is really, um, I, I learned that through sports, um, through Benton High School. And then um, after I graduated, I attended, attended Highland Community College where I played. Um, after that, I went to Missouri Western and I uh, graduated with my bachelor's um, in education. And then I am currently uh going through Northwest for my master's. So really, I like to uh, keep my schooling near St. Joe. I, I really like this Northwest area um, and definitely excited to be back at Benton. Oh, absolutely. And um, you're not the first person for Benton to come back to the Southside coaching ranks. You've got names like um, Johnny Coy, who coaches baseball, uh, Chris Michaels, who just got hired last season to be the girls basketball coach. Obviously, they went on their big run to the Final Four. Um, Jared Boone just got hired there a couple months ago to be the boys' basketball coach. And you got hired not too long ago to be the volleyball coach. I have always asked, you know, some of these people who got to who got to go back to their alma mater, was this always a goal for you to come back to Benton to contribute? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a teacher, and I, I've always said, like, you know, I, I would be lying if I said I would easily go maybe teach at Lafayette. Um, you know, three my first three years were teaching at Spring Garden, um, and now I'm teaching at Bitten, where I'm also coaching, too. And I, I just really love the Southside community. I love being a part of it. This is where I grew up. Um, I feel like I, you know, I fit right in. It's comfortable, um, and I'm helping you know, students that like, these are the students that I grew up with. And I feel like I'm giving back to that gave so much to me and then getting to coach along, you know, Johnny and Boone are, you know, two of my friends. And then Michaels is so great. I mean, all three of them have been so helpful. Um, this summer Boone, Michaels and myself, you know, were in communication um, scheduling summer practices so that we knew that we were working around each other. And it, it was so easy. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't have to worry about, you know, going into the gym and boys basketball was there or girls basketball. It, it just has been, it's been great. The communication with them has been great. And then sweeter that we're all, we all have come home to Benton high school. I uh, definitely that that's always um he, they always say uh, once I saw my Bon Jovi it says who says you can't come home so um <laughs> well coach let's talk about your uh, 2021 Benton volleyball squad um who are some of the girls that um you have returning to the roster maybe some other names that we could expect to hear when you pay attention to Benton Lady Cardinal volleyball absolutely I have four returners um in Lauren Burright, Aaliyah Stillman, 
uh, Gabby Molden and Emma Younger um, all play really important roles in my varsity team. Um, they're coming back with experience, um, leadership. You know, all four of those girls do a great job leading, and, and it's in different ways. You know, right after practice today, all four of those seniors came up to me, and they are wanting to find different ways that they can help out our freshman class, you know, and they just take initiative. So I have a great senior class coming back. Then along with that, I have, you know, Berlin Smith, who is super experienced as a junior in, in that libero position. And I mean, she just takes over that back row. I trust her so much um, with getting that pass. You know, she's hard on herself, but it's because she wants what's best for the team. And then we have some good sophomores and two good freshmen um, that have really stepped up. And I mean, the competition that I have uh, between my girls, uh, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And that's really what good programs need. They, you need to have those good players that can push others to get better, to want to get better. And I mean, they're, um, there's competition for spots out there and, you know, they're hungry. And I mean, man, these, these young girls, Andrea Simmons, uh, they're just so eager to get better. I have Emma Linning, Avery Morlock, who are kind of stepping into different positions. And I mean, I mean, it's, it's so easy. Like I could ask them to do anything and they would say, they would say, yes, coach. That, that's awesome there. So, um, Coach, um, you just had the uh, volleyball jamboree this past Tuesday at Missouri Western State University. Um, your team went 0-1-2. I know maybe the record doesn't really sound that great when you look at it, and it's unofficially, you know, it doesn't count towards the regular season. But um, what were your impressions of your um, team walking out of that jamboree on Tuesday night? Yeah, I definitely got to see um... – a lot of what we needed to work on, which I think was super important. The Jamboree is a great way to kind of see what the next steps are before you start going into those full games and your season really starts to get moving fast. I mean, we placed this Saturday in a tournament and after that, like we're full go sometimes games, three games in a week. So this Jamboree didn't end how I wanted it to, um, you know, I, I think I have great girls and I don't think that they got to fully show their potential. Um, but really, I'm OK with that right now because I would like to grow throughout the season. And then I really want to be at our strongest come district time. That's definitely a great way to look at it. Um, you guys are going to be opening up your guys' regular season on the road in Tarkio on Saturday at the East Atchison Volleyball Tournament. Uh, you guys are going to be playing with a couple of other local schools. As a matter of fact, you actually draw a local school in the first round of the tournament in Mound City. Do you have any thoughts or what if you've seen anything on Mound City and just your and just your overall thoughts on uh, maybe what you want to accomplish this season? Absolutely. Um, this is a tournament that I, I even played in when I when I went to Benton, um, and these teams are just always scrappy. I mean we have some big hitters uh, on our team, but I mean, going to this Tarkio tournament, those girls on the other teams, they're going to be picking up some balls and we're really going to have to, you know, survive those long rallies and come out on top because, uh, you know, Rockport, usually uh, Mound City, um, those teams, like they're scrappy um, and, and they, they won't give up on a ball and they, they'll go full out. And this is, it's a good tournament that kind of, um, we'll test our stamina and see if we can win those long rallies.
Well, Coach, I definitely wish you good luck in that tournament this weekend, and I want to thank you for uh, coming on the podcast and uh, giving me um, some of your time and talking about your team and talking about your um, career and all that stuff. And um, good luck to you guys this weekend. Absolutely. Thank you for thinking of me. And thank you so much, Coach Doolin, for joining the very first episode of the Post-It Notes here on the Clip Notes podcast. We also had a softball jam, Marie, the other night, which was swept by the Central Indians. The Indians defeated Lafayette in their first game 2-1, to LeBlanc in their second game 7-1, to and then Benton in their third game 5-1 to was the final there. We did have an opportunity to speak with Lady Indian head coach Kendra Hodgen. She talked about her team's performance in the Jamboree, who she's got coming back off a 14-7 record last season, and maybe a little bit of a look ahead to the Cameron softball tournament. Here's our interview with Coach Hodgen right now. And welcome everybody here to the premiere episode of the Post-it Notes here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We have our very first guest outside of football or basketball. We got the head coach of the Central Indian softball team here with us, Kendra Hodgen. Coach, how are you doing? Great. Well, Coach, um, I know uh, we just ran down the jamboree here a little bit um, before we got to your interview. We'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. But, um, Coach, just give um, a little bit of your story, maybe where you went to high school at, where you went to college, and how you got to Central, and anything in between that. Okay. Um, well, I went to Benton High School and I graduated in 2003. Um, and then I finished my teaching degree in 2014, I believe, um, started teaching. Um, LeBlond actually was uh, without a program for that year, I believe. And then the next year they were, they had enough to have a team and they were looking for a coach. And so I coached there one season. And then the very next year they didn't have enough to field a team. Central had an opening, and that's where I am. <laughs> well, there you go. That, there you go. That's an awesome journey there, Coach. Uh, well, let's talk about last season. We're going to go ahead and put last season in the bag here real quick. You guys finished 14-7, and seven, um, had a six-seed in districts. It just kind of explains how tough that Suburban League is, not just for softball, but for any, others, any of the other sports. Coach, just your reflection real quick on your um, 2020 season. Uh, we had a, you know, like you said, a very successful season, um, most successful season I've had since I've been there um, at Central um, and the most successful season they've had in a while um, with finishing 14 and seven. You know, we were disappointed with our district seed. But uh, again, like you said, it's just a very tough conference. Um, and we were hopeful going into our uh, first district game last season, but um, just didn't go our way. You know, we, we hung with Liberty North and um had them tied going into the final innings and uh, we gave up a grand slam and ended up losing it. We were, we were all very disappointed. Um, but again, that's, that's a very tough district. Um, Liberty North made it to, I believe the district championship last year. So good team um, that, that put us out, but uh, you know, it, it, that's last year. Uh, we're ready for this year. <laughs> well, absolutely. That's going to put last year in the bag. Let's talk about um, 2021. First of all, let's talk about, um, Talk about some of the kids that you have coming back to on the roster this year and how you see them this year. Um, I have uh, three seniors who are four-year starters for us. Um, we have Maya Dwyer, who plays center, and we have Chloe Bell at third base and Jaylee Wilson at shortstop. Um, and then we have some other seniors and juniors and underclassmen uh, that have contributed over the years as well um, that will, you know, that have grown, obviously, and, uh, you know, that, we're, we're feeling pretty good going into Cameron tournament this weekend. 
get the season officially kicked off. Um, we're excited how we looked at the Jamboree, um, and we're ready to get started. Uh, let's talk about the Jamboree here real quick. You guys were able to sweep it, um, even though it's unofficially um, not in the record books. But definitely it's got to be a little bit of bragging rights. You guys are going to all be seeing each other um, here in about maybe two or three weeks and at Heritage or somewhere like that, I believe. But you're going to be seeing them in the city round robin here in several weeks. But um, just your overall impressions of your team coming out of that jamboree. Um, you know, we we played Lafayette first and, you know, that's the first time. Uh, we've all been on the diamond together this year for game situations, and we played exactly how I expected to play. Um, you know, we we had we were a little timid um, at first and a little rough around the edges, but um, with those senior leaders out there, we were able to settle down and um, get Lafayette, and then we did well against LeBlonde and well against Benton. Um, our bats came alive, um, and then yeah, I mean we were I was impressed, um, and some of those things in. Uh, we can't simulate in practice. Um, and so it's just great to be able to have the jamboree and have everybody come watch, um, with no attendance restrictions this year. So, um, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, and we are hopeful moving forward. Well then, uh, let's talk about this, uh, camera tournament. There's a uh, four pools out for the camera tournament. You guys are going to be in a pool with Lawson and Trent and a couple of other area teams there. Um, have you have you seen or heard anything about the competition yet? And uh, what are your thoughts on your team um, thoughts on the tournament overall? Um, honestly, I haven't heard much about either of the teams in our pool. Um, they're they're quite a bit smaller than Central, um, so we don't see them in the regular season. But that's part of why I like to get in the Cameron tournament. We get to see several different schools, teams that we don't play. Um, you know, that we wouldn't get a chance to play um, other than in this Cameron tournament. And some of those smaller schools, you know, 1A, 2A, they're, they have some solid ball teams. And so, um, you know, we're, we're going to have to work to come out of that uh, with some wins. But, um, again, we're, we're hopeful. And definitely, uh, we will definitely be giving some updates on that Cameron tournament here on the Cliff Dotes podcast. You can definitely check that out on the Twitter feed. Well, Coach, I want to thank you so much for um, being the first softball coach to come on the podcast and I'm um, hopefully um, I'm looking forward to um, being able to work with you um, some more this season and um, good luck to you and your girls at the camera tournament this weekend. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Coach Hodgson of the Central Lady Indians for joining us here. You can catch the Central Lady Indian softball team in action at the Cameron Tournament. We'll have more on that here coming up a little bit later. Now, before we get into mission classifications that were released today, we're going to take another quick commercial break. There's going to be a lot of reading there, a lot of classes to run down. We're going to get into all that after this short commercial break. We are back here on the premiere episode of the Post-it Notes. Now, on Friday this morning, um... The Missouri State High School Activities Association released their district assignments for all fall sports. We're going to go ahead and we're going to run all those down starting off with football. We're going to go from big class to small class here when we run these down. Starting off with Class 5, District 8. It is the biggest school in St. Joseph, the Central Indians. They will be in Class 5, District 8. Joining them will be Fort Osage, North Kansas City, Oak Park, Platte County, Staley, and William Christman. The Lafayette Fighting Irish will be in Class 4, District 8. They will be joined by Excelsior Springs, Kearney, Smithville, Van Horn, and Winnetonka. 
And several MEC schools are going to be in Class 3, District 8. The most notable addition to that district, Savannah, moves down from Class 4 to Class 3 to join that district. Savannah will also have Benton, Cameron, and Chillicothe, along with Kansas City Northeast, Kansas City Central, and the defending Midland Empire Conference champions, St. Pius X. Now, Class 2, District 8, Lathrop and Lawson are the local teams. And that district, they will be joined by Hogan Prep, Lexington, Pembroke Hill, Richmond, and St. Michael the Archangel in Class 2, District 8. And Class 2, District 7, the biggest addition in that district is the Maryville Spoofhounds. They move up, they move down from Class 3 down to Class 2. Um, the longest road trip for Maryville, if they were to go on a road game in this district, would be an hour and 40 minutes. The shortest road trip, I meant. So that's going to be some long, that could be potentially some long road trips down the line when you're talking district football for Maryville. The Spoofhounds will be joined in Class 2, District 7 by Brookfield, Clark County, Macon, Palmyra, and Trenton. Class 1, District 8. The Buchanans are both in that district. Mid Buchanan and East Buchanan are both in that district. Also, fellow KCI members North Platte, Plattsburgh, and West Platte are in that district. Other non-local teams in Class 1, District 8 are Carrollton, University Academy, and Wellington Napoleon. In Class 1, District 7, we got pretty much the entire Grand River Conference in this district here. We'll go ahead. We will run that down. It is Gallatin, Hamilton, Maysville, Milan, Polo, Princeton, Putnam County, and South Harrison. In the eight-man districts, we got two local ones, District 4 and District 3. We'll kick it off by running down District 4. It will be Albany, East Atchison, Mount City, the brand-new Nottoway Valley Co-op, North Andrew, Platte Valley, South Holt, Stanbury, and Worth County. And in the District 3, it is Bishop LeBlond, Bramer, DeKalb, Northland Christian, Oric, Pattonsburg, Southwest Livingston, St. Joe Christian, and Stewartsville Osborne, the wild cards. That wraps up the football districts. Moving on to the district assignments in volleyball. Once again, going from big class to small class. In class four, district 16, it is the Central Indians. They will be joined by Oak Park, Park Hill, Platte County, and Staley. In class four, district 16, Benton and Savannah Lafayette are also in that district there. They will be joined by Chillicothe and Smithville. In Class 3, District 16, it is Cameron, the Frontier STEM Charter, Maryville, Northland Christian, and Richmond. In Class 2, District 16, Bishop LeBlond, Brookfield, Hamilton, South Harrison, and Trenton round out that district. In Class 2, District 15, it is Christo Ray, East Buchanan, Lathrop, Mid Buchanan and West Platte. And then the final volleyball class in our area is Class 1, District 15. That will be KC Lutheran, North Platte, Oric, Plattsburgh, St. Joe Christian, and Wellington Napoleon. In softball now, we got Class 5, District 8. The Central Indians will be taking part in that district. They will be joined by Liberty, Liberty North, North Kansas City, Oak Park, Park Hill, Park Hill South, and Staley. Now, the Lafayette Fighting Irish, they are going to be taking part in Class 4, District 8. They will be joined by Excelsior Springs, Kearney, Marshall, Platte County, Smithville, William Christman, and Winnetonka. The Benton Cardinals and the Savannah Savages are going to be in Class 3, District 8. Joining them will be Cameron, Chillicothe, Kirksville, Macon, Maryville, and Richmond. 
And then rounding out the softball districts in our area, Bishop LeBlond it will be taking part in Class 2, District 7. They will be joined by East Buchanan, Lathrop, Mid Buchanan, North Platte, Plattsburgh, and West Platte. And boys soccer, we got three districts to run down. In Class 4, District 8, the Central Indian soccer team. They will be joined by Liberty, Liberty North, North Kansas City, Oak Park, Park Hill South, and Staley. In Class 2, District 8, Benton and Lafayette will be taking part in the same district along with Bishop LeBlanc. They will be joined by Cameron, Chillicothe, Kirksville, and Savannah. Then Maryville will be the lone local team in Class 1, District 8. They will be joined by Christo Ray, Frontier Charter, KC Lutheran, and Summit Christian. And girls tennis, we got Class 3, District 8. That will be the Central Indians class. They will be joined by Liberty, Liberty North, Oak Park, Park Hill, Park Hill South, and Staley. And then in Class 1, District 16, Benton, Bishop LeBlanc, Lafayette, Maryville, and Savannah are going to be in that district for girls tennis. That will round out all the district assignments that we're going to run down. Now, before we bring on Tommy Rizach and run down our city um, sports schedule for the weekend, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But until then, stay tuned, everybody. We're going to go on a quick commercial break. And welcome, everybody, back to the Post-it Notes. We're going to do a quick rundown of the high school um, schedule for this weekend. We're going to kick it off for football. I do recommend, though, on the football side, if you want more information on the games that are going on, you could check out the Week 1 pregame show. That is available on all podcast feeds. We got three segments. We divided them up to 11-man city and MEC. We got one for the KCI and GRC 11-man conferences. We got one for eight-man football this week. Also, here's our football schedule for tonight. Central will be visiting Fort Osage, Lincoln Prep at Benton, Blair Oaks versus Maryville. That game is going to be taking place at Lee Summit North High School, Savannah at Excelsior Springs, Cameron at Kansas City Northeast, Chillicothe at Marshall, Princeton at Mid Buchanan, East Buchanan at South Harrison, Lafayette County at Hamilton, Lawson at Oak Grove, Richmond at Lathrop, North Platte at Gallatin, Lone Jack at West Platte, Polo at Plattsburgh, Trenton at Brookfield, Milan at South Shelby, Highland in Putnam County, Northland Christian in St. Joe Christian, Pattonsburg at Bishop LeBlanc, North Andrew in King City, North Worth County at South Holt, Stanbury at Appleton City, Albany at Osceola, East Atchison at Southwest Livingston, Platte Valley at Mound City, Rockport at DeKalb, and Stewartsville and Osborne will be visiting Nottaway Valley. That is the football schedule. On the softball front, we got two tournaments going on tonight. We got the Greater Kansas City Softball Tournament, which Lafayette will be participating in. Lafayette will be playing Liberty. That, that was scheduled to start at 1230. That will be still going on while this podcast is being posted. If Lafayette will also be playing Belton at 215 in that tournament also. There's also the Cameron softball tournament, which Central and Benton softball teams will both be playing in those in that tournament. Uh, pool B at the Cameron softball tournament will be Central versus Trenton. That game took place at noon. That was that will be scheduled um, right after this podcast airs. And then at 430, Central will play another game against Lawson in Pool C. 
Benton will be versus Lathrop at 1.30, and then Benton will be playing Richmond at 3 o'clock in Pool C of the Cameron Softball Tournament. On Saturday, we got a volleyball tournament at East Atchison. St. Joe Christian will be playing South Holt at 8 a.m. at Tarkio High School, and then Benton will be playing Mound City at 8 o'clock in that tournament at Fairfax. Also, more softball games, the Greater Kansas City um, Softball Tournament, Lafayette, We'll be playing in a tournament style depending on how pool play goes. And the same thing with the Cameron Softball Tournament. Central and Benton will be playing in tournaments depending on how pool play goes in that tournament. There's also a softball. There's also a tennis matchup. I meant tennis. LeBlanc and Central Tennis will be playing. That's girls tennis. That will be at Noise Tennis Courts at noon on Saturday. So that's the high school schedule going on for our local teams. I decided to save one of the best for last. We had an opportunity to talk with brand new KFEQ sports guy, Tommy Rizach. Uh, we're going to be talking about his journey to Northwest Missouri. And we're going to be talking about the KFEQ scoreboard show, which is going to be premiering tonight from 8 to 10 tonight on KFEQ. Here's our interview with Tommy right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We are continuing the premiere episode of the Post-it Notes. We have a very special guest with us. He is from KFEQ. Tommy Rezach. Tommy, how are you doing, man? Well, yeah, I'm good, Cliff. Uh, good to have, uh, good to be here. Uh, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, obviously, uh, possibly, in my opinion, some of the best days of the calendar year with uh, high school sports season getting back underway, particularly first uh, day of high school football across the state today. And uh, of course, college football starting this weekend, too. We got NFL preseason about wrapped up. Uh, yeah, it's great. You know, everyone's back in school. Things are things are feeling kind of nice. Things are <laughs> feeling a little more maybe happy, and I think we could use that right now. Absolutely. Football's back in the swing. We'll talk way more about that here in just a few minutes. But um, first, let's get to know you a little bit. Um, you're a little bit new to the area, but um, for those who haven't um, heard you or met you, um, give us a little bit of your background, um, how you got into um, how you got into journalism, how you got into radio, and um, what brought you here to St. Joe? Yeah, that's, uh, I could go on and on, but I'll try to give you the, the short version. Uh, so I'm originally you know, born and raised on a farm north of Lincoln, Nebraska. So really not all that far away, a couple of hours uh, from northwest Missouri. And uh, went to the University of Nebraska in Lincoln, majored in broadcast journalism, emphasis in sports communications. Graduated from there in May of 2017. And uh Worked a few different radio jobs, mostly doing sports, doing a lot of play by play, but also just doing a lot of reporting, writing, storytelling, did a little bit of television uh, as well, mostly staying in southeast Nebraska. I worked in Lincoln. I uh, covered the Huskers for a news talk station there, did that for uh, almost two full seasons. Um, but then I left there because, frankly, I missed covering high school and I missed play by play, especially, and wanted the opportunity to, to do that. And so for a couple of years, I was the. Uh, I was the radio voice of the Doan University Tigers. For, uh, uh, worked at a station in Fairbury, Nebraska, which is also in the southeast part of the state. Did that for a little, about, yeah, two full seasons there. Uh, and then once my contract came up, I wanted to do some, try to shoot a little bigger, go somewhere a little bigger, and um, trying to keep growing. And then so kind of right before the pandemic started, I accepted a job with a radio station in Crookston, Minnesota. And the original job was basically – to be the voice of the University of Minnesota Crooks and Athletics, uh, which is a D2 program in the NSIC conference. 
And I accepted the job. They still hired me even after COVID started. But the pandemic kind of took its toll. Uh, the university ended up cutting their football program, which, you know, is tough. And, uh, and the radio state, I was not employed by the school. I was employed by the station. And the station had made the decision to basically cover, you know, to slash the amount of university coverage because high school typically makes more money from an advertising standpoint. And I was not the voice of the hometown high school. My boss was. And I, I don't know, I, I, I was far from home. I was 500 miles from home. The, the job, the fit wasn't quite what I thought it would be. Um, so I was kind of biting my time just to see what would happen. And then I guess it was last October, November, uh, I saw that KFEQ radio in St. Joseph was hiring kind of a new sports broadcaster with the potential to grow sports coverage. And the person that was reviewing applications was none other than uh, Brent Martin who I actually worked with in Lincoln when I was at the news talk station, worked with Brent uh, covering the Huskers, uh, and Brent had covered Nebraska legislature for a statewide radio network. In 2019, Brent moved home to St. Joseph. Uh, he's from Caldwell County. His wife's family's all in St. Joe, so he moved home to Missouri in 2019, and lo and behold, about a year and a half later, he has a job open, and uh, I applied for it, and I had I was pretty optimistic that it would be a good fit that I could get the job, and I was offered and I moved here. I guess I started December 20th of 2020, so just a few days before Christmas. So been here a little over eight months, and yeah, very happy I made this move. Uh, I know KFEQ kind of has a long history of being uh, kind of a news talk sports farm flagship in, in this region, and but I know you know it's kind of fallen off a little bit, but we're really trying to bring it back, especially from a, a sports coverage standpoint. I mean, it helps that we're the voice of the Chiefs, Royals, and Griffins, but really trying to bring back some high school coverage to this station and to Eagle radio in St. Joe. And uh, so this is my first fall season here. I got to cover most of a winter season, got to cover state baseball in June uh, with East Buchanan and Lafayette making it. So that was a, a ton of fun. And uh, not only, yeah, so not only are we covering high school, but I'll be helping Dave Rigert with the Griffin broadcast uh, this year and also helping out Ryan Menley on the MIAA network a little bit this year covering Missouri Western. So, and got to cover Chiefs training camp uh, toward the end of this summer too. So that's kind of the background. That's what brought me here. That's what I've been doing and really just hope to keep growing it. Uh, we do a lot of local sports content on stjosephpost.com. And of course, you know, 680 AM is in my view, the biggest stick in Northwest Missouri besides maybe 610 in Kansas city. So uh, I think we've got some great resources here. We got some great people uh, that are helping me uh, try and promote our uh, athletes across this area. Well, Tommy, let's talk about the reason why we brought you on here. Um, from 8 to 10 tonight is going to be the premiere of the KFEQ scoreboard show. Tonight is something that you kind of spearheaded. And um, tell our listeners a little bit about that and um, how they can catch that. Yeah, that this was an idea I had very early on in my time when I started to wrap my head around you know, looking ahead to the next academic year, I said, how do, we, how do we want to attack this? How can we bring some new things to the table? How can we maybe be a little more innovative? And how do we make sure on football nights that we're doing this area justice? Because there's a ton of high schools really just in, you know, Buchanan, Andrew, Clinton, and uh, DeKalb counties, Platte County too. A lot of high schools just within about a 30 to 40 mile radius of St. Joe plus the city. So I was like, how do we do we do a game of the week or do we try something where we try to reach out to our entire region? We reach, you know, Northeast Kansas, Southeast Nebraska, Southern Iowa. What can we do to include everybody, to mention everybody? And it, it kind of clicked in my head. 
I had contributed to a high school sports scoreboard show in Nebraska for a few years. And so then it dawned on me, well, why don't we do that here? You know, instead of trying to pick and choose two teams a week, because I think we have a lot of quality teams up here, instead of trying to pick and choose and guess at what will be the best game and maybe getting stuck with blowouts, why not for the first two months of the season, the first eight weeks, just spend a two hours every Friday night talking with area media like you and talking with our coaches, having coaches call in after games. That way we're bouncing around. We're covering literally dozens of schools a night instead of just two schools a night. So Friday Night Lights is the name of the show. Yeah, first episode tonight from 8 to 10, myself and uh, Matt Pike, East Buchanan alum. He lives in, he's from Gower and he helps us here at Eagle Radio doing a variety of things. And he's very passionate about sports at all levels. So myself and Matt Pike uh, co-hosting the show uh, basically, yeah, the first hour, we'll, uh, games will be in progress when we start at 8, so we'll update you on scores. And then we also have, we'll have uh, two to three interviews a week with area media members this week. We're talking with uh, Chris Roush at KQ2 and then Devin Albertson, the manager of MissouriEightmanFootball.com. So we're talking all things uh, sports, pretty open-ended for week one. That's the first hour. And then 9 o'clock, it's going to be you know just reporting on final scores as they come. And then uh, we've invited, I think it's about 16 or 17 coaches uh, in our listening area from the city and beyond to call in when they're done with their game and just give us their thoughts and look ahead to next week. So the 9 o'clock hour is going to be very fast-paced. We're going to get final scores. We're going to have coaches call in and hopefully potentially have other media members call in too when they're at their respective games calling into our show, giving us a quick summary of what they saw. So, again, Friday Night Lights, 8 to 10 for the next two months. 680 AM, 95.3 FM, 680KFEQ.com. And we also have uh, the KFEQ mobile app. Uh, definitely check that out there. You might even hear a familiar voice maybe calling in tonight. I will be at Maryville versus Blair Oaks tonight. Maybe you might hear a familiar voice definitely calling in uh, to call in the score for that game. So, Tommy, I want to thank you so much for um, coming on the show. And um, I wish you and Matt the best of luck tonight during the scoreboard show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to see uh, how this week uh, unfolds. I think North Andrew King City is, in my view, perhaps one of the more intriguing games tonight. But yeah, Mid Mid Buchanan Princeton, uh, the game that you're covering, Maryville Blair Oaks, a rematch of the state championship. Those are certainly some that are are catching my attention. But yeah, like I said, this is my first time. This is my first rodeo covering Northwest Missouri uh, in the fall. So uh, really excited. Best of luck to all the kids and coaches uh, this season. Thank you so much, Tommy, for joining the podcast. Definitely appreciate you. You can check out um, the KFEQ scoreboard show tonight on 680 AM, 8 to 10 o'clock tonight. A couple of different updates that we're going to keep you posted on. Um, now, I did mention in the week one pregame show that Lafayette was originally supposed to play Carnahan on Saturday at 3 p.m. Carnahan had to cancel that game. So Lafayette is currently right now, as of this recording, without an opponent for football this weekend. If there does happen to be a change we will definitely keep you posted on the Cliff Notes podcast. You can also follow the Cliff Notes podcast on Twitter on at Cliff Notes underscore pod. You can check us out on Facebook. Um, you can follow the podcast on any podcasting feed out there. Um, if there's any local businesses in any of our areas that are interested in doing some sponsorship for the podcast, um, we got multiple shows with opportunities for sponsorship. You can get a hold of me. You can email me at cliffnotespodcast at hotmail.com. Or you could DM me. Once again, the Twitter name is at cliffnotes underscore pod. 
Uh, also, you can check out the week one pregame show that is up on all podcast feeds. Um, remember, we have three segments of that. You can definitely check all those out if you want to get ready for the football schedule that takes place tonight. Also tonight, um, we're going to be doing a post-show after I get back from the Maryville game tonight, uh, more more than likely, maybe, we might be able to get John Dykstra from the Maryville Forum to do the um, post-show with me to break down the Maryville game tonight, and then we'll do that, and then we'll run down all the scores in our area tonight. You could definitely look out for that on the Cliff Notes podcast feed for your podcast. Um, thank you so much for everybody, um, for all your support, for all the um, interviews. I want to thank um, Central Softball Coach Kendra Hudgen, yeah, Kendra Hudgen, um, Benton Volleyball Coach Lauren Doolin, and Tommy Rezach for giving me interviews for the show. Thank you all so much. Um, enjoy your games that you're going to be at tonight, and take it easy.